Hey friends, Dave Hagen here. Do you have an attitude of gratitude? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, thanks, Nick. Hey, we're coming to you from the beautiful San Fernando Valley, and our key word this week is grateful. Grateful that nothing that we owned burned. A lot of stuff burned up, a lot of people got hurt, a lot of people took a lot of losses, but no one associated with the Financial Wellness Podcast lost anything, and for that, we are extremely, extremely grateful. This episode's going to drop the Monday of Thanksgiving week, so I came in, I want to do something very specific, dealing with gratitude. We were going to do an interview with attorney David Jacob, a lot of the regular listeners know that that was planned for this week. We're going to save it. We're going to hold it for a couple of weeks because I want to talk about gratitude during this Thanksgiving week. Brian's taking the week off, a well-deserved week off. So it's going to be me talking to you about gratitude. So it just so happens anyway that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It's four days, always. There's little to no preparation. You get together with family and friends. It's okay to watch TV, uh, the parade in the morning and the football in the afternoon. Um, it's a great holiday. You know, sometimes Christmas Day comes in the middle of the week. It divides up the week. Are you going to work that week or not or take some vacation? What are you going to do? Thanksgiving is always four days. And most people are getting that, uh, that Friday off except for the retail folks. But um, it's a great four-day holiday. It's a great holiday with a great history. You know, the, the first Thanksgiving, I mean, we all know, was with the pilgrims, but it was a three-day feast in 1621, a three-day feast. The formal holiday was started by, can you guess? Abraham Lincoln with a proclamation in 1863, and we've been doing it ever since. I mean, we... We feast most of our meals. Um, we never go without. Very few of us worry about where our next meal is going to come from or whether we're too hungry. And, you know, this started with the pilgrims and the Indians, a three-day feast. I love this holiday. Now, the one thing I don't get about this holiday is Black Friday. What is, what is that about? People line up, push and shove, and now they're doing openings where they start shopping like right after Thanksgiving dinner or the night of Thanksgiving. What is that about? One of the great holidays where we can sit back and relax with family and friends and eat. And people are going to go out into the cold and push and shove to, to you know, to get what? A hundred dollars off a television, you know, usually something that's not as valuable anyway. Um, so I don't get that. Um, you know, if anyone's got some ideas or some thoughts on how that's a good thing for us, Hey, write me an email, um, and we'll, we'll read it or send me one of those voicemails at the financial wellness podcast.com and, and we'll play that for you. But, um, I think that Thanksgiving as a concept and as a holiday is great. And I like giving thanks. And, and unfortunately I don't think I, I, I do it enough. 
you know, like I said, Christmas is that one day it's midweek. And by the time Christmas day comes around, a lot of times I'm so tired and, and frustrated and fed up chasing and da, 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 da. A lot of people pick up colds during that time because we're all running ourselves out. I love, I love Thanksgiving. So here I am, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving and the week is coming up. I was thinking about this a couple of weeks back and it started me thinking about this whole concept of gratitude. A more and more popular thought is talking about gratitude. I remember the first time that I heard about this concept about six years ago, I was at a high school graduation and it was a, a private high school graduation. So the kids that were graduating were kids that, you know, did, did pretty well. They were some kids of privilege. And the principal was talking to them in the graduation message about gratitude. And I thought, yeah, 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 principal. Tell the kids, tell the rich kids that they ought to be grateful to mom and dad for getting the kind of education that they got. I thought it was just some kind of shtick to, you know, keep kids coming through the school. But it was the first time that I really became connected to this concept of gratitude. And I think that this principal, frankly, was on the, on the front end of a, a thought movement. I'm seeing it more and more. You're seeing it more on the, on the internet. You know, I was doing some uh, research for the show and I'm moving through the internet and I, I came across a really good explanation of gratitude from the psychology today website. You know, psychology today is uh, one of those monthly magazines, but of course they have a website. And I thought that this would be um, a really good way to kind of set the table and, and talk about gratitude. So this is from psychology today. It's on, on being grateful. Gratitude is an emotion expressing appreciation for what one has as opposed to, for instance, a consumer-driven emphasis on what one wants or thinks they need. Tossing off the half-hearted thanks won't cut it. Deep gratitude has to come from within and in a meaningful way. This spotlights the highly social aspect of feeling grateful. Gratitude is also getting a great deal of attention as a facet of positive psychology. Practicing gratitude means paying attention to what we are thankful for to the degree of feeling more kind and compassionate towards the world at large. It can motivate people to make positive changes in their lives. Studies show that people can deliberately cultivate gratitude by literally counting their blessings and writing letters of thanks, for example. This proactive acknowledgement can increase well-being, Health, happiness, being grateful, and especially the expression of it, is also associated with increased energy, optimism, and empathy. Wow. So what do we take away from that? Well, one, it's a counter to consumerism. I like that. That relates to financial wellness, something that we continually have to deal with and that we talk about on the show. It talks about it being a, a facet of positive psychology, which is a, a, a movement in the psychology movement that you, that you see these days. And it leads to an increase in well-being, happiness, health, energy, optimism, and empathy. Wow, sign me up. I had no idea this is what we were up for, but sign me up. So now you're thinking, Dave, this all sounds good. You're into it. I want to be into it. Sounds like it's pretty easy to do, but how do I do it? Hmm. Well, according to Dr. Robert Emmons, who wrote a book titled, Thanks, How Practicing Gratitude Can Make You Happier, probably available on Amazon, right? There's three conceptual stages. One, recognize what you're grateful for. Two, 
acknowledge it. Three, appreciate it. That's it? Three simple steps? Sounds good, but how do you do it? Again, you're saying, Dave, how do you do that? Well, I think it's different for everybody, but here's some some ways to do that. One, spend one to two minutes a day thinking about what you're grateful for. You can make it part of getting up or going to bed or before you eat a meal or whatever, some kind of time during the day, a specific time that you can make a habit. Don't even have to do it every single day. Every periodic, every Saturday, every Sunday, periodically, whenever you want to do that, just make it part of your usual routine. A couple of minutes, this guy is saying. Just a couple of minutes. Wow. Number two, keep a journal of thanks. Well, now this takes some effort, but to jot down in a, in a journal, uh, you know, some of the things that you're thankful for, I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, three, notice during the day good stuff that's happening to you. You know, we get, we get so caught up in the negative stuff, but if we can look for what's good and happening to us in a good way and take a second to appreciate that, Um, I like that. That doesn't even take any effort. That just takes a a half a breath to pause. I like to tell people that, you know, if you want to keep some simple concepts in mind, think about um, what you would say if someone turned you in an elevator as you're between floors and said, hey, what are you grateful for? And if you've got one, two, three in your mind, that's simple enough that you can carry it with you on a a day-to-day basis. While this stuff almost sounds like meditation, but it takes a lot less time, you know? Another thing that he talks about is give a compliment every day. And I was thinking about that, you know, I I don't know if we take enough time to give people a compliment or tell them we appreciate them. Uh, A compliment costs you nothing as long as it's heartfelt. And yet you could hand a compliment out a day, you know, one a day, certainly. And uh, it's a nice way to show that, um, Uh, you're practicing gratitude and that you're appreciating things. Now you got to be careful. Like I got to be careful. I can't see, uh, say some, see someone in an elevator and go, Hey ma'am, nice blouse. I mean, you got to be careful about that in today's day and age. But I've said to people, um, Hey, nice shoes. Um, my wife works in the cosmetic industry. I said, Hey, nice, um, fingernail polish to guys. I said, nice pair of steps, nice, nice athletic shoes. A nice briefcase. Uh, people appreciate that, I think, if you, if you do it in a thoughtful and, and sincere manner. Um, it costs you nothing, and yet, you know, it kind of adds to their day. That's a nice thing. That's a nice thing. So it seems kind of like we're almost hardwired to be ungrateful, or, or maybe that's the default mode in our, our mind's directory, and we just have to change that a little bit, or Maybe we're just socialized to be that way by the media and, and advertisement. I mean, we all follow stars and celebrity too much, and they're talking about, hey, I endorse this or that, and that's how they make their money. It's one of the ways they make their money, and I guess that's all well and good. They can do that, but we've got to be uh, thoughtful about that and, and um, not fall into that trap and to get back to our own default mode in our minds which hopefully is a state of um, gratitude. Now, I think that this also takes some time. It doesn't happen right away. Um, I did something last week where I took some pastries uh, over to a place where I usually will meet a bunch of guys, you know, four or five guys for coffee from time to time. And I took some pastries. And they said, well, what is this for? And I said, well, you know, this is to celebrate and be grateful. We didn't lose anything in the fire. I know no one's home burned down and a lot of people did. And 
we should just celebrate that and also just celebrate that we can get together and be friends and chat and have coffee and talk about the world's events for, you know, 15, 20 minutes uh, every couple of days. Let's celebrate that. Let's be grateful for that. Um, and they didn't, they didn't quite get it. They said, well, what's, you know, what's the deal? Um, do you uh, sell life insurance on the side or something? Or why are you buttering us up? Or what's the deal? I said, no, I just want to be grateful. Let's be grateful for this opportunity to get together. Let's be grateful that our entire collection of life stuff didn't burn up in a fire. Let's be grateful that no one lost their life. And let's be compassionate, too, for, to the people that did. And that's a whole nother um, uh, podcast or discussion about being compassionate. But the guys didn't quite get it. But I'm not going to give up on it. Um, I'm going to keep working on it. I want to show that, uh, um, you know, this, this, this idea of gratitude is something I want to work on and I, I want it to spread. We get so caught up in this stuff. I get so caught up in this stuff. And I find that taking a few minutes to be grateful is calming, actually. It gives me a sense of perspective um, to sit and be thankful. And, and I like it. You know, I found that I really like it. And I find that it really offsets the daily crush of consumerism, which is so easy to get caught up into. And again, this is how it relates specifically to financial wellness, even though the topic of gratitude is a much larger topic than just financial wellness. So a lot of you are thinking, Dave, got any resources for this? Well, of course I do. I mean, the first is the book that I spoke about that was written by Robert Emmons. Again, probably available on Amazon. I'm, I'm not getting the cut. I'm just, um, you know, making a blind pitch. Don't know him, but it sounds like a reasonable book. Another thing that I ran into was a website called happierhuman.com. Happierhuman.com, all one word. It has a great research piece that I read and enjoyed. It's called 31 Benefits of Gratitude. And it's very well researched, numerous footnotes, talks about gratitude in a much deeper way, a much more researched way than, than we're doing here. Um, I, would, I would highly recommend it. Another is a, um, Gratitude Revealed, and it's a website. It's, uh, the URL is movingart.com. Again, one word, movingart.com. It's got 15 amazingly beautiful videos that talk about gratitude. They were shot by filmmaker Louis Schwartzberg. And um, a lot of you are thinking, well, you know, I don't have time to go look at, you know, beautiful videos on gratitude. But I would propose to you that if you got some free time, better to look at that than the next edition of, you know, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That looking at beautiful videos of gratitude is more healthy and productive and moves us along our life path than just another piece of chewing gum like so many of these um, serial shows that are on the networks at this point. Now, of course, there's always an app for that. And for gratitude, there's an app for that. There's a app that's called uh, Grateful, a gratitude journal. And it's an opportunity to make that journal that I talked about on your phone, something that you can just jot a few things down, always keep it with you. Um, it's not going to necessarily be found by anybody. It's like right on your phone. I like that. But there's also a whole bunch of other apps I found out on the App Store 
for dealing with, for practicing gratitude. There are some that even remind you every day, hey, what are you grateful for? I like that. To use electronics and to use apps to help us be more grateful or thinking or pursuing our life path, um, I think that's good stuff. So check that out as well. So this Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving week, what a great week because we only worked three days and we're looking forward to that, that four-day holiday coming up. But this week, yeah, we give thanks. You know, we'll, we'll say a little prayer before we start our feast. But take some time to be grateful. Go for a short walk by yourself and spend a couple minutes thinking about what you're grateful for. Sit in a corner and spend a couple minutes, jot down a couple notes, put a couple entries into your app of what you're grateful for. Go for a short drive and spend a little bit of time thinking about what you're grateful for. Lock yourself in a closet for that matter. Just go off for a couple of minutes. The guy is saying in his book, one to two minutes a day, that's nothing, nothing. Create a mental checklist of two or three or four or five things that you're grateful for and keep that at the top of your mind. But that's all I got for today because I got to go buy a turkey, right? I got to get ready for my Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Have a great week. Let's give thanks and be grateful. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. As an additional bonus, each month, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right, we got time just for one email. Um, we've got one here. It says, Dave, I just got a letter from a collection agency for a debt that is more than six years old. I checked my credit report and it's charged off by the original creditor. What gives? Thanks, Dan. Well, Dan, you raise a couple of interesting issues. The first is, if a debt is charged off by the original creditor, does it go away? And the answer is not necessarily. If a debt's charged off on a credit report, that means that they're just not actively trying to collect it at this point. They've charged it off. At this point, they're done. Could they later try and collect it? Sure, absolutely they could, but they're letting the world know that they've charged off or walked away from that debt, at least for the time being. The second issue is, can someone send you a letter on a debt that's so old? Well, absolutely they can. I mean, anyone can send a letter to anyone else. There might be issues regarding the Fair Debt Collection Act, but basically they can send you a letter anytime that they want. We've just got to be a little bit smarter about how we respond to that. So in California, you have an absolute defense to a lawsuit if someone sues you more than four years after the written agreement was breached. That's like four years basically from when you stop paying. But it's an affirmative defense. They can still send you a letter 
they can still collect the money if, if you're silly enough to pay it. Uh, but if they sue you and it's been more than four years, you have an absolute defense. In fact, I had a lady who came to see me and someone was pursuing her on a, a, a debt that was six, seven years old even. And I told her, look, next time they call you, tell them that um, the statute of limitations is run on the collection of this in California, and that's probably going to be the end of it. And she did, and she called me up and said, wow, I said statute of limitations, and they hung up right away. And for the next three, four, five years, she would bring by a bottle of um, alcohol as a Christmas present, really nice um, Russian vodka, as I recall. And um, she would bring by a bottle and say hello and say thank you. And because, she, you know, she wanted to file a bankruptcy. And I said, well, don't just just say this. So the statute of limitations is different in different states. And in some states, um, they can't even try to collect if the time limit's wrong. So you need to know what the specific um, uh, law is in your particular state. And Dan, you're going to have to check with an attorney. Go to a local bar association. Most of the larger associations have a referral service. They'll connect you with an attorney who will talk with you for half an hour. Uh, usually you pay, I don't know, 25, 35 bucks, something like that. It's one of the best uh, deals in the law biz. And they'll tell you how long the statute of limitations is and whether it's an absolute bar or an affirmative defense. But, um, you know, I would take care of this. I would go after it and make it go away, deal with it. Hope that helps, Dan. Well, that's all the time we have today. We're a couple minutes short, but uh, that's all the time that we have because, like I said before, I got to get off to the store and I got to get my turkey and the stuffing and all that good stuff and start my preparations for Thanksgiving week, a week where I am going to be thankful and grateful. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.